0: I can't, no, like, I don't want, don't, I honestly don't want you guys to do anything. I hate my birthday.
1: Welcome back to Petty Crimes, the only true True crime comedy podcast podcast. that exclusively investigates
0: investigates (laughs) non-crimes.
1: My name is Kira.
0: Hi, and I'm Groff.
1: <laughs> Welcome back, listeners.
0: Happy twenty-first episode to the podcast. Should
1: we take a little shot from our mugs?
0: Ooh, cheers. For the record, cheers. this is just water cheers. and coffee. Yeah, it is. We're professionals. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Yay! Mm. Happy twenty-first birthday to us. Yeah. Um, Today's drinking game is drink whenever I say Griff. Oh, I love that.
1: I like that a lot. She rarely calls me by my actual name. She's usually just like, hey, grunt, get over here. Grunt. Grunt. Yeah. So you're going to be sober. (laughs) How are you?
0: I'm good. How's your week been? Uh, Week has been good. Lots of fun stuff. Lots of shows going on.
1: Love that. Yeah. Have you been spending much time at the beach? I know we talked about your...
0: That's so funny. I went to the beach yesterday. Oh, nice.
1: Which one did you go to?
0: Manhattan Beach.
1: Oh, got it. Southern. Yeah.
0: How about you? You been to the beach?
1: I've been trying to go every week. I have Mondays off, and so I'll take a, a workout in Venice, and then I'll spend a few hours on the beach. Actually, usually preparing for petty crimes. So nice. Um, reading through emails and just getting organized. Yeah. Just meditating to be able to deal with you and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I've been. I've now I have a car. Uh, this is only the second year I've had it, a little over a year actually, and I'm just trying to make use of it. And the beach is. Fucking great here. Absolutely. If you haven't if you haven't heard the peaches in California are really good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that reminds me, since you were talking about email management, mm-hmm. just thank you guys for emailing us your Petty Crimes. It's Petty Crimes Podcast at Gmail. You send the best crimes. We read all of them. Sometimes we don't reply until we do reply. Yes. If that makes sense. Because like we think I don't know. We we do our little bird brains play Tetris <laughs> with the crimes, going like, okay, this one's about this. This yeah. one's about this. This one is like a five teacups episode. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. It's pretty out there. But then this one is like lighter. So we try to like make it a little amuse bouche. Totally. So if we're not replying know that we're always reading and we're always appreciative. Yeah, Keep them coming.
1: Again, episode 21, every week we're still getting new crimes. Obviously, we're growing, and thanks for the help with that. Of course, y'all are integral to us. So, yeah, it's really cool that every week we have new, fresh crimes. Yeah, it's, just, it's the best. Yeah, it's the best. We don't have to keep pulling from our lives.
0: Pretty much all our marketing is word of mouth, which is yeah, like just the coolest. Totally. And befits the podcast. Yeah,
1: it's very word of mouth, very... Uh, word of mouth. I had no other thing to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's very word of mouth. It's very word of mouth. And can I say, cause this has been on my mind. Oh yeah. It's very word of mouth. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So take a shot every time we say word of mouth. That's the <laughs> actual game. Because
0: it's very word of mouth.
1: Yeah, and we have our little uh, magnifying glasses today for our 21st. We had these in our promo shot, <laughs> which you probably see. It's
0: so important to have props for a podcast. Yeah,
1: just in case we need to further investigate the mics we're talking mm-hmm. into.
0: Listeners love prop comedy on a podcast. Yeah,
1: that's what you've tuned in for. Clearly, <laughs> nothing cl- crime related. Speaking you ready? of crimes, yeah,
0: yeah, let's go. You're
1: presenting today. I don't know much about it per usual feel like we say that every episode.
0: Yeah, we really don't. We, yeah. tr- we do our best to like, we have folders in our inbox where we like hide crimes <laughs> from each other. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like whoever sees the submissions that you guys are writing in gets, first yeah. gets first dibs. And sometimes that's Kira, sometimes that's me. This time it's Kira. So Let's what do you go. got for us?
0: <laughs> Hi, Griff. Hi, Kira. Jumping right in. I met my now husband three years ago. We fell deeply into infatuation oh. very immediately. Like, I think we exchanged I love you's within four weeks.
1: Whoa. Mm-hmm. That's like my kryptonite.
0: Hey, it worked out in the end, though. Flame oh. flame's still burning. Oh, love that. They're married. Anyways, all this to say, our relationship moved fairly quickly as we've now been married for a year and we have a one-year-old together. My husband, Jacoby, change the name.
1: Great name.
0: Has a brother, Tobias, <laughs> that he is very close with. And they even work together. Tobias's wife, Persistence, and I have always gotten along fine enough. We all have very similar values and outlooks on life. By the way, Persistence is currently pregnant. (laughs) So just to go over this again, our protagonist has written in, they are married to Jacoby. Jacoby has a brother, Tobias. Tobias is married to Persistence. I'll keep clarifying throughout. So basically the sister-in-law, Persistence, is a pathological Liar! Oh. She lies about everything, from the dice numbers she rolls while we're playing a friendly game to making up crazy stories that make her seem super badass and cool. Or just, like, kind of a bitch, but nobody asked me.
1: <laughs> she writes <laughs> in parentheses. Of course. The parentheses are where, like, the gold in these <laughs> yeah. emails are. It's like, we're not going to see that. It's uh, We do. And we read it, by the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're like, insert my true feelings <laughs> about <laughs> the situation and continue. <laughs> So she makes up crazy stories from her past. She claims she is fluent in another language, but refuses to speak in that language even when someone engages with her in that language. And she specifically lied about being involved with car crashes, but then miraculously walking away unscathed. Leading me to today's story. So this story, this crime is hot off the presses. Wow.
1: I can feel the heat.
0: The day this email was written today, my husband texts me saying that persistence got in a car accident again, but she was cleared and she and the baby are fine because again, persistence is pregnant. Side note, another one in parentheses, Jacoby and I were in a very serious car accident that totaled my car on our honeymoon when I was seven months pregnant. I had to spend four hours in the hospital having the baby monitored and having to explain the accident to every person that came into the room. It was not fun, but me and my baby were completely fine. So I'm very familiar with the protocol when you are in a car accident while pregnant.
1: And so her own personal car accident happened before persistence yes. had claimed to have experience This is that. in
0: the past. It's all good now. Baby is happy and healthy.
1: And now persistence is claiming something similar. Aha. Okay, yeah. Ding, I'll...
0: ding, Let motherfucking write...
1: ding. <laughs> Let me just jot that down. Yep. Lying, biatch,
0: Got so, it. so basically, today, my husband gets home. I get some more details out of him, and here is the incident report, in quotes, according to persistence. She witnessed a drunk driver hit another car, breaking the neck of the driver. <gasps> oh, my God. Apparently, persistence slammed on her brakes, just barely avoiding the crash. There were police and paramedics that checked on her for whiplash and got a statement from her and sent her on her way, but did say that she may need to testify because the guy who hit and broke the neck of the other driver was drunk. Mm. Now, I don't know how the legal stuff works, but I do know that there's protocol if you're pregnant and you've been in an accident. You go to the hospital because that's what the paramedics will have you do. Yeah,
1: And by the way, leave the legal stuff to us. That's why we're a- here.
0: Exactly. I mean, come on, two lawyers. Thank you
1: so much for submitting this. We'll get to the bottom of two it.
0: Two lawyers slash models slash actors slash struggling <laughs> podcast Yeah, yeah hosts. totally.
1: <laughs> I only eat ramen.
0: So our protagonist notes, you have to get a blood test that will tell you if the baby is injured or they'll at least listen to the baby's heartbeat, especially if the baby is very little, as is in this case. Mm-hmm. But persistence did none of that. Didn't go to the hospital. So basically, the protagonist's suspicion is rising. So she and her husband, Jacoby, decide to look up the daily police report and local incident reports. Nothing. Nothing anywhere about that car accident, but plenty about literally every other accident and 911 call, but absolutely nothing about this one. It's pretty clear that it just didn't happen. Dang. So the question is, do I take the petty route and provide this solid evidence of deception to her husband in a loving, concerned way, so that he may finally grasp the extent of her lies and maybe get her some support if she needs it? Yeah, for his sake and you know their uh, their growing family's mm-hmm. sake. And also for a big fat nonverbal, I told you so, yeah. our protagonist writes, or do I keep this between me and my husband and you and all everyone listening to your podcast <laughs> <laughs> and live life ignoring her constant lies like everyone else has for the past eight years she's been around and probably longer for her whole life, <laughs> which feels like enabling at yeah. this point. And I don't want to explain that to my and potentially her children when they're old enough to start questioning Persistence's lies on her own. One more note. Mm -hmm. Oh, and also, all the above-mentioned examples of her fibs, besides the dice roll, which we can agree is not a big deal, Mm -hmm. and everyone has seen, all of the past examples of her fibs are unevidentiary. Oh, God. Just logical conclusions from many people in our circle, not just me and my husband. Yeah.
1: That's, I love that final point. I remember in college, Boston College, we talked about like how you are authentically. Mm -hmm. And some example was brought up where it was like, if you ask different friend groups to describe you, like in three words, and the majority of those words have overlap between the different friend groups who don't know each other, Mm -hmm. then take those words and that's probably how people are seeing you. So if all different groups, her family, her friends, know that she's a fibber or a liar or exaggerator, mm. then, you know, obviously there's no like hard evidence except for this maybe. She's probably a liar. Everyone in her life is touching that.
0: And it's core to how she's being perceived.
1: Totally. Which to me is how she is authentically, or that's how I was taught. Very interesting. And mm-hmm. just to clarify Persistence, obviously, who is in question here?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Her husband is Tobias or Jacoby.
0: Tobias. Tobias, got it. And then Tobias and Jacoby are brothers. Got it.
1: Great names. Thank Where'd you come up with those?
0: My little brain, <laughs> my little bird brain. I also like. If we're given, like, a single initial for names, I'm like, okay, pick a name that is not possibly accidentally the right one. Totally, yeah.
1: (laughs) I need to maybe not choose ones that are so
0: similar to the actual names. I'm sure it's fine.
1: Yeah. Okay, interesting. I'm like, my first question is literally, uh, with the car crash and her not going to the hospital, Yeah. it just seems, I mean, clearly— that did not happen. Obviously, they didn't find the receipts of it.
0: And also, thank goodness. I'm very happy that didn't happen. Yeah.
1: So I guess my first question, and it's, it's probably a yes, but, like, the whole story makes me question whether or not she is pregnant. But I guess, <gasps> I guess before you mentioned that there were no records of that crash even happening, if that crash did happen, if they found, like, oh. police support, and she didn't go to the hospital, I would be very inclined to question whether or not she was pregnant because... Why wouldn't you go to the hospital to just get a check, you know, in a situation like that? But Uh. they've already said that the crash didn't even happen. So I guess right?
0: Yeah. I would say seven months you would definitively be showing Mm -hmm. pretty much without exception. Okay. So we do, I I think we can confirm she is pregnant. Okay. Got it. And
1: they had, sorry, I must've missed that. She is seven months pregnant. Correct. Got it. Yep.
0: (laughs) Current state right now.
1: I as male know that at seven months you do show. (laughs) So, okay. Usually, usually. But like, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's interesting that I think of that question because it's just really interesting dealing with people who that's, all the well, time. yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, to your point, it's like, if, if this, then what else? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If you're lying about this, then what else? I mean, it's, that's honestly a great point, Griff.
1: Yeah. And okay. So they're basically at a point in their relationship with persistence and this case, which they now have found receipts for or lack of receipts for mm-hmm. actually happening. They're debating whether or not to bring it to her and be like. To we her caught, husband. Yeah. Oh, to her
0: husband. <laughs> yeah, they're not considering bringing it to her, which that was something I read between the lines and found interesting. Oh. The question is, do we talk to Tobias and be like, buddy, yeah. you are ignoring this elephant in oh, the room. Totally. Like, your wife is lying, lying, lying. And it's it's going to, like, cur- it's, it's eventually going to, to corrode relationships. Totally. Oh, my God. As it already is. Which
1: is, yeah, I know. It's like a uh, pretty amazing that it hasn't already. And I would say that if all of these people externally not living with persistence are picking up on the fact that she's a habitual fibber, yeah, Tobias has got to be like the number one on that list of, I know this already. Because like if he's living with her.
0: Yeah. Right. I, I mean, unless he is lying to himself.
1: Yeah. I mean, in which case, misery loves company. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So they want to like, bring it to her they husband. Brought, why wouldn't they just I, I guess it's a little more sensitive if you go right up to persistence and say, oh, this is really interesting. You told us a story about this pretty severe thing happening, and we just haven't found any record of it. And by the way, I'm not I'm, – I'm still going to examine the fact that they looked for receipts, which is pretty petty in We'll itself. get there in a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know, I feel like different brothers, sister-in-law, family mm-hmm. dynamics, people are different levels of close with one another – it sounds like they're quite close to Tobias and yeah. they feel like their allegiance is with Tobias. And it seems like they, she's sort of secondary. Mm-hmm. So rather than going straight to the, her, their priority, that their person, they're like the person that we have a real, very close relationship with. Again, this is not an email. I'm putting this yeah, on yeah. them is Tobias. And so that's why they're thinking to go there.
1: That makes sense, right? That's just good relationship management. You don't want to, you know, sneak around the person you, I mean, probably love more. To um, confront someone. Exactly. To have that, obviously, like, if that were to happen, if they had gone, or if they are going to, because this is fresh off the press, mm. if they go straight to persistence, she, based on how you've described her, does seem like someone who would probably go to her husband, Tobias, and be like, um, your brother has just confronted me about lying. And then Tobias would be like, Jacoby, what the hell are you yeah, doing? Yeah,
0: or, or they anticipate that it would go nowhere. And not even that they love Tobias more, but like, Jacoby and Tobias have been brothers their entire life.
1: Yeah, totally. It brings up the question, and I, I think at the top of this, I had hinted at it: the fact that who? Is, sorry, who is Jacoby's? The protagonist is writing, right? Correct. So the protagonist, Jacoby's wife, had mentioned that she has actually been in an accident yeah. while pregnant. Correct. Correct. Whew, which is really scary.
0: And mm. she and baby are happy, healthy, doing well. Yeah, thankfully. Baby is a toddler now.
1: But what like a what a scary experience to have to go through? Period. What I will say is whenever something that severe happens to anyone, obviously it garners a lot of attention for them because people in their life want to make sure that of their and their unborn child are okay. Which brings me to my second point uh, of uh-huh. when you see that kind of attention going to someone else and you you yourself like attention. Uh, I've been done, I've been known to like attention. You want that as well.
0: Copycat crime. Totally,
1: which is interesting. which I mean, the lazy part of that is literally the copycat nature the fact that you're like, oh, I also got in a, a car accident while pregnant and mm-hmm. w- could have gone to the hospital, but I didn't. They, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it wasn't even inventive of a lie, right? You're just copying and pasting from the protagonist's experience.
0: And adding more sinister details. Exactly. There was a drunk driver and mm-hmm. the neck snapped.
1: And I call these types of people, obviously this is a very extreme case, but I know people on a like kind of a smaller level in my life. And especially as actors, and let me know if you know of anyone like this and call them out publicly on this podcast. When you tell a story or an experience, they're one-upping you. Mm. And so they try to like, it's like they're playing kind of, they're sparring with swords. And it's like, uh. oh, you just you just provided me something. I'm going to jab back with something better and more interesting than what you just said. And so it's like, I wonder if she, I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's a fine line between exaggerating and lying. At a certain point, they're one and the same. But I know a lot of exaggerators in my yeah. life.
0: Oh, yeah. Or not
1: a lot, because I definitely weed them out because it's just too much to deal with. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting meeting someone and trying to have a conversation with them and it just being kind of like a a push and pull instead of can I just let that fact of me sit without you being like, oh, I also did that mm-hmm. or I also know that person. Yeah. Persistence seems like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, she has is so far beyond the bounds of unreliable narrator exaggerator to fully and of her own accord, making up really extreme instances. Somebody, I I think this would be murkier if it was somebody who is just a little bit more in between, Mm -hmm. because I can empathize with people like that. Like I obviously have a penchant for theatrics. Like, you know, I do stand up comedy, you know, you know what I mean? Like if I'm talking, if I'm in my stand up set and I'm telling a story about something that happened, like, yeah, like stand-ups inherently exaggerate. Totally. If they're trying to get themselves to like the button or the joke or the yeah. punchline or whatever, like that's normal like and I loved being a fibster when I was a little kid, like mm-hmm, thank mm-hmm. goodness I grew out of yeah. it. But I would totally be able to empathize if this if these lies were more like details of a story yeah. what somebody said. This is just yeah. Way beyond.
1: Like flourishes to a story instead of the the core of the story in general.
0: Yeah. For example, somebody comes home from work and they're like, oh, my boss is such a jerk. Like she called a meeting with me today and she was like, you're not working hard. Enough. I, I, yeah, I don't know, something, exactly. You know, when people quote someone, you're yeah. like, how how true is that quote?
1: Which we have, to, I mean, we deal with on this podcast, right? We People write things in, especially if they're from memory. It's, mm-hmm. And we had an episode a few episodes ago where it was like, uh, is that what they actually said or is it just a little exaggerated in your head because it was personal and just Yeah,
0: we questioned confusing? whether a mother-in-law mm-hmm. talking to her pregnant daughter-in-law had said something or if memory had changed over time. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And to your point, I mean, like, I'm also a performer, so it's – I enjoy people that can like – turn it up when they need to. That's literally what performing is. And even if you're not doing it professionally, telling a story at Thanksgiving or- Yeah, great storytellers. Um, anything is worth kind of fluffing things up. You want to captivate people. But I think you and I, hopefully, know when to not do that when <laughs> we're just being ourselves. And so
0: yeah.
1: it's tough with people, maybe like persistence when they they're so lost in that kind of space of exaggeration that you don't know, you can't bring them down. And it's classic boy or girl- or a man or woman who cried wolf because then mm. when something serious does happen all of these people in your life are going to be like oh i'm sure that's just a lie
0: i know and that is i mean we're like we're not mental health professionals i don't actually know very much about the pathology of lying mm. so i'm not going to dig into that really yeah. but just I, i'm i think we're more keenly interested in people's reactions to her lies like the impact it's having like it's pretty telling that when Persistence seemingly got into an accident. Yeah. That the people around her, their first reaction was like, let's check the police scanner. Yeah. Yeah. YOLO Dudo.
1: To- <laughs> totally. You know, and- like
0: that, rather than like, oh, let's get to the hot, where is she? We have to get her flowers. Let's yeah. get her a neck. Where is she? Totally. Like, oh my God. They like, it really was cried wolf. They didn't believe.
1: And I guess when, and I wonder if this was the first lie that pers- or exaggeration, whatever that.
0: It's an outright lie. Yeah,
1: it's not outright. We'll go with lie. I wonder if this is the first lie that persisted or of the size that persistence had told that also involved <laughs> her child, because uh. for me, I you know if it's just you, that's tough for you. But when it like implicates someone else, let alone like, I guess a shared. Child, yeah. then I'd be like, shoot, we should maybe get ahead of this before this person comes, this new person comes into the world. It's just, it's a little scary. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Somebody else to lie on behalf of.
1: Yeah, totally. To lie
0: about, to lie to.
1: Yeah, I would never want to receive a call as like a future father and have to question whether or not something was actually happening to someone else I loved because the person calling is known to fib.
0: I guess uh, hence their concern and question whether or not to bring all of this to Tobias.
1: Yeah. ay yeah, Interesting.
0: Are you ready to give your thoughts? I think so. There's so much to unpack. There
1: is so much to unpack. Let's start with Tobias, the husband. You want to
0: start there? Yeah, okay. I'll start with him.
1: My initial instinct, and again, we're reading these, we're not living them, so it's very easy for us to be like, man, I if I were doing this, I would do this. Of course. We have no fucking clue what we would do. Yeah. yeah and honestly, to... in this situation, thank God. But I know plenty of people who, and I'm right. This is a, this is a trait of persistences. Hopefully it's not holistically who she is, which means that other aspects of her are enjoyable I'm and sure, lovable. Yeah. And so I'm I, sure
0: she has a lot of fantastic qualities. Totally. Yeah.
1: And I have people in my life like this, where it's something kind of reads a little more harshly, but there's other aspects that I love about them. So it's obviously worth keeping them in my life. So part of me is like, how can you let this behavior happen? But then another part of me is like, it's really easy for human beings to overlook certain behavior in favor of mm-hmm. holding on to better parts. And she's pregnant with this with his kid. So it's even more complicated. So yeah. I don't find Tobias guilty. Mm-mm. I'm sure it's a complicated situation if everyone in their life knows that something's happening and Uh, he seemingly doesn't, but I also, what I said before, probably think that he also knows it's happening. Cause if they're experiencing it.
0: Yeah. On some level.
1: Yeah. So, uh, again, we're not professionals. I don't know how to counsel Tobias, but I don't find him guilty. I mean, people are complicated and we all the time choose to overlook things.
0: Yeah. He's taken the bad with the good and he loves her,
1: which is just what humans are
0: not guilty Tobias, not guilty Tobias. Who's next?
1: I'm going to say persistence for last. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Jacoby, the brother, and I guess we'll tie Jacoby's wife in with Jacoby, right? Yeah, because it seems like
0: they're sort of acting as a unit on this particular case.
1: You bring up a good point of just the relationship management of it. And that when I was like, why wouldn't they just go to persistence with this, with the like non-receipts? I respect them kind of going through the more practical and emotionally responsible way of Questioning whether or not to bring up this case, which mm-hmm. is well, we're gonna go, we're gonna skip over persistence and maybe talk to Tobias about it because she definitely loves him more than us, and we definitely love him more than we love her, just based on the relationship. So,
0: mm, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll contest. Well, you you and I use different language for things. I do
1: we? <laughs> <laughs> like just I, check our uh, our responses on email. Might have periods, and Cura's uh, have also periods.
0: I talked to Griff about how he has to sign his DMs. <laughs> With Griff, because I cannot have people thinking that I DM the way that Griff DMs.
1: Yes, mine, yeah, we just... And we probably just,
0: vice versa, because mine are like, thank you for the feedback, I love you!
1: And mine are just, thank you for the feedback, period.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to push back against this language of loves him okay. more, I, loves her less. That's like, fair. I think there's a level of unconditionality, but I think they just feel that they're going to be able to have a real conversation about this real issue. Yeah. More with Tobias.
1: Fair enough. Proper pushback. I accept that. It's different relationships, we'll say. And they were being respectful of what those look like. So I don't find Jacoby and the protagonist, right, guilty. You don't. No, I mean, they haven't. I mean, the fact that they're theorizing a potential crime, which, like, say this email included, and we did end up going to Persistence, and she told Tobias. That would obviously be a different ruling based totally. on what we just talked about. So I respect their hesitation with it. It's obviously sensitive, and I mean, yeah, I mean, it's they're in kind of a limbo of what to do. So I guess Jacoby and protagonist, let us know what you decide, yeah, because uh, that might influence our ruling. And again, what we rule is golden rule, by the way. So, yeah.
0: For for um, now, we say you're right to question it, yeah, and to think about it, and not guilty, yeah, and then. After your persistence ruling I have one final question.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, let's make
0: this short
1: and sweet. I find I do find persistence guilty. Obviously, they were able to prove that this car accident didn't happen after she explicitly said that it did, and I do get a little bit weary of like it involving her and someone else. I think that's just a different type of exaggeration or lie, and that just makes me a little nervous, I suppose, for just how they're how she's just walking through the world like I would just hate to be in a position where people didn't believe me in anything that I said or had reason to not. And I do find that it's fairly easy. Again, I'm not struggling with pathological lying. I personally don't have that complex. So it's easy for me, speaking for myself, to not lie, I guess. (laughs) So uh, that's my perspective on her. Obviously, a little guilty in this whole scheme of things, I guess. I'd be more interested to hear why people, and I have grown up with people like this for sure. We won't get too personal, but it is interesting psychology why people choose to say what they do. And in my personal experiences, we're able to kind of trace that back to trauma of sorts, and especially early stage when you're younger. And while it's really annoying to deal with when it happens, you also find yourself not blaming them because they can't control what Mm. they're doing. And so... How do you address that? And for us, it was dealing with people or bringing in people that knew how to while still acknowledging and respecting how we felt because it did affect us. But we couldn't, and I still can't really blame them.
0: Mm. So
1: guilty, but...
0: Guilty, but too much to unpack and complicated. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What uh, What was your final question?
0: Well, just on that point, and then I'll ask final question. Yeah. I just read this really interesting New York Times article. It was... A opinion piece, Mm. an essay, from somebody who was a pathological liar. Interesting. And it's in this New York Times essay series about class and finances in Mm -hmm. the U.S. And basically, this person grew up in Alaska, extremely poor. Yeah. And their family lied, oftentimes, to get by. Yeah, interesting. The rent check's in the mail. This check is good. My son can't go to school today, but he really can't afford a field trip. And Mm. they- grew up with like lying to live. Yeah. Wow. And then they h- had to confront their own relationship with pathological lying as yeah. they were in adulthood and still facing some financial so it just like really humanized totally. and showed like one specific reason somebody might lie habitually. I can share the article on our Instagram stories, but it, oh, yeah. I don't know it humanized that issue for me and like it made me reflect on i only told like little fibs when I was a kid the way that I think lots of kids do. Yeah. But I did reflect on like, oh, I moved every year for a long time when I was a kid and lying was easy.
1: That's so interesting. Because I
0: never stayed. And so I was like, oh, that's why I was doing anyway. Yeah. So like, just to say like persistence is a whole person and has a whole life and there could be lots of reasons. Totally, And there's just too much for us yeah. to unpack. Mm-hmm. But all that to say, my last question is, if you were... Jacoby and our protagonist Mm -hmm. to answer their question. What would you do next? Who would you bring this to? Would you do nothing? What would you do?
1: Yeah. I like to think that I would go as Jacoby and protagonist. I would go to to Tobias and kind of have a conversation. I don't know that it needs to come into the form of like holding, you know, the lack of receipts up in his face and being like, aggressive and uh i told you so about it Mm -hmm. it'd be more like just like a human conversation about how we are experiencing this person kind of catapulted by the fact that this kind of story this really serious story did not happen and just maybe ask him how he feels about it does he know that it didn't happen Mm. because again the situation is complicated with her with her state and I don't know. I I guess I would just pick his brain about, like, what he's going through in regards to this story and maybe use that specific story to isolate the conversation instead of attacking her behavior as, as like, a longevity character. Totally. Because you do have to, like, be honest with how you feel. And if this person is going to be part of your— or is already part of your family and will be even more so once the kid comes, it's just worth being honest about it. But like we've said before on the podcast— honesty does not have to be brash and rude. And I really struggle with people who say, you know, I'm, I'm just this way. I say how I say it, how it is. I am that way too. I like to kind of call things as they are, but I still approach things with empathy, I think. Yeah. I hope. So it'd be a tough conversation to have. I've had conversations like this before and they definitely don't come spur of the moment. Usually for me, I'm not, I'm more of a think this through, even write it out in a letter to them kind of person. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, it would be complicated, but let's just encourage them to be empathetic and yeah, but it's worth getting ahead of, I think, because if you so want, too. if you want them to be in your life, I think so um, too. And there's, and my final point too uh, regarding your, your article, I'll keep it quick, but I grew up on a, a farm.
0: <laughs> Did you guys know
1: that? <laughs> and for so, I mean, you talked about kind of fibbing a little as a kid. And obviously I think that plays into what you're doing now. You're an incredible improv actor, very good with sketch, you're just a very talented actor.
0: I, I'm not I don't know if there is a correlation.
1: For I, okay, you're right. Um, but for me, there is. Okay. Growing up on the farm, I was very imaginative the entire mm, time I was there, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. the entire time, but for a majority of it, I was just imagining being somewhere else. Mm. So, a lot of my brain power, imagination wise, was yeah. creating situations that were obviously not true just to have fun and to kind of help me dream of something else. Now that I'm an adult, I look back at where I came from, and all I want to do is go back to the farm and spend time with my parents. But as a kid, I was very imaginative in that way. I don't know that it came in the form of lies, but it definitely came in the form of eccentricities. So yeah, I mean, to your point, we all do what we do because of specific reasons to who we are, and that's all I have to say.
0: We're taking a quick break now before Crypto Minimal to let you know we have our first ever sponsor of the podcast.
1: Thrive Market is an online shopping experience. You can shop everything from healthy pantry essentials to beauty products, sustainable meat and seafood even, all delivered right to your door. And if you find a price lower elsewhere, Thrive Market's going to match it.
0: Ooh, you frugal poodles. Lucky you. So Thrive Market, they carefully vet every item, and they're all very high quality. We both have ordered from Thrive Market. We love the experience. We love the recyclable packaging. We're stoked on this.
1: You know what else I loved? The filtering option that they had in their shopping experience. They have like 90 plus filters. And so I particularly filtered for BIPOC products, queer founded products, vegan products. Yeah. It just really narrowed down what I was looking for and kind of ensured that I was buying products that align with my beliefs. Yeah.
0: Products with zero waste. Again, like the carbon neutral shipping. I mean, I think the thing that we like the most is that when you get a Thrive Market membership, they're sponsoring a family in need, and that's like that makes this just the best sponsor we could land.
1: Oh, for sure. We're so privileged to be able to shop online. It's nice to know that Thrive's giving back that opportunity for people that really need it. So when you buy a membership, they give one out for free. So yeah, yeah, pat yourself on the back and pat Thrive Market on the back.
0: And join Thrive Market today. Get $80 in free groceries. So go to thrivemarket.com slash petty. 80 bucks, free groceries. You Ooh, know what to do.
1: That's thrivemarket.com slash petty. You ready for some criminal or minimal?
0: Let's do it.
1: Okay. Do you want to go first or should I? Uh, you go. I'll go. Perfect. Criminal or minimal. Parents controlling where their child goes to college.
0: <gasps>
1: what? Yeah. Criminal. Why do you think? Uh, and I use the, the word controlling specifically too.
0: Yes. Yeah. Not encouraging, yeah. suggesting. Exactly. Maybe you want to go to this place where you got a whole bunch of financial aid. (laughs) Yeah. Controlling. Without more context, criminal, criminal, criminal.
1: Agreed. My parents were very encouraging and obviously adults in the decision-making process. So they were, you know, they helped me along, but they were never like, it's this or bust, you know, Um, but I know that some people go through that.
0: Criminal or minimal, using the target drive up while being able-bodied and child-free.
1: Um, minimal. Yeah. I mean, good points on the able-bodied and child-free context of drive-ups. But I think especially (laughs) with like COVID and just sheer convenience of purchasing things, like it's okay to do that.
0: If you're feeling lazy, you do you. If
1: there's a sign that says only for those types of people and you're doing it, criminal. But if that, if it, no, if there's no sign, then enjoy the convenience. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that's what it's partially there for. It's (laughs) partially there to accommodate people that... Could go into the store, but just don't want to. Totally.
1: And that's, I mean, especially after quarantine and COVID, and now that COVID's done, but like, yeah, obviously, so many people did that. Yeah. All right, criminal or minimal, being overly vocal about hating your birthday. <laughs> Do you know those people? Yes, I know exactly
0: yep. what you're talking about. I hate my birthday. Oh, my God. I, no, I, like, hate my birthday. <laughs> I, oh, I can't. No, like, I don't want. Don't I honestly don't want you guys to do anything. I hate my birthday. You um,
1: fucking nailed that. That's, that's exactly that type of person.
0: Criminal. Mm-hmm. It's irritating. If you hate it so much, shut up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's also, like, inevitable. If it's a growing old thing, Get over it. I mean, I just literally turned 30 a few days ago. It definitely has a lot of thoughts to it, but you can't control time. So get over that. But yeah. Yeah. Also, just shut up.
0: Try to have, <laughs> yeah. Do your best to have a positive relationship with getting older because you're not going to stop her. Amen, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> time doesn't stop for anyone.
0: Mm-mm. All
1: right. One last one from me and one last one from you.
0: Criminal or minimal? Okay. This woman was listening to a halftime show out loud at a coffee shop. This is written in by a listener. A woman at a coffee shop was listening to a halftime show out loud on her phone. Criminal or minimal?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love the very specific ones that just like bite you in the ass all the time. Um,
0: (laughs) Just Beyonce. (laughs) Oh my
1: God, yeah. Which is an iconic (laughs) performance.
0: The best, I mean, the only one you can listen to out loud.
1: I watch YouTube videos, ones that live rent free in my head, especially on repeat all the time. I love watching content, but I really do think it's criminal to not have like headphones in or AirPods or whatever and forcing people in your space, especially if it's public, which that is Mm because it's a coffee shop, to listen to what you're listening to. I hear that on the train when I take it, the bus. So criminal. Criminal, It's just like really uh, invasive and annoying.
0: It's wild behavior, wild
1: behavior. Okay, last one from me. This one's from my personal life, by the way, so it's really uh, it's really aggravating to me. Offering someone a bite of your burger and they decide to take a bite from the center of the burger instead of the edges.
0: Okay, so you're handing them a half.
1: Totally, yeah. You've like eaten a half.
0: And you're expecting them to take a tip of the crescent moon. <laughs> yes. They go to the middle of the moon.
1: They sure do. Which is arguably the best part of a sandwich and or burger. Are Um, the same?
0: You don't don't get to police that. (gasps) You're wrong. You are expecting them to do something and they're not doing what you expect.
1: (laughs) So you say minimal?
0: You can't control everything. (laughs) Minimal. Wherever they bite is where they bite. And if it's a big bite, ha ha. (sighs) This has been the final episode of Petty Crimes. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We're so sad it has to end this way.
1: But it is. (laughs) Thanks, y'all.
0: No, just kidding. See you next week. (laughs) Bye!